This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Last year, Aleron returned to the concert stage with Oremus. This year, it embarks on one of its most ambitious concerts yet, an impassioned exploration of the struggles and joys of love, loss, life, and death, cast in two acts and entitled For Light I Close My Eyes. Why ambitious? Besides its daunting subject, the concert also features several participating artists and music to challenge both singers and audience alike. But of course, once surmounted, such challenges yield rich fruit. Before we enjoy that fruit, we first learn how the concert took root from Aleron's music director, baritone Christopher Arceo, assistant conductor, tenor Carl San Jose, and countertenor Ryan Arcolas. To whet our appetites for the concert to come, here is Aleron in a 2017 recording of Robin Estrada's Salmi 137. Christopher Arceo conducts. Thank you. 
First and foremost, thank you for joining us on Maestro Filipino. Uh, we start in the origins of For Light I Close My Eyes. So what is the background of this concert? How did it begin? It was actually Ryan here who first presented the idea of how we're going to go about with this program. Because as the pandemic started easing, naturally, we wanted to start coming together and resume our operations as a performing group. And I just asked them that simple question, what did you guys want to talk about? What do you guys want to be saying about? It was he who showed us this statement, which is a world so cruel, yet so beautiful. I'm not really sure where he saw that, but I felt that that statement alone is really rife with possibilities for a concert program. Although this is not the final theme, but that was definitely the springboard for the selection of the music, at least. I started looking into pieces that would reflect the dichotomy that is inherent in that statement, a world that is both cruel yet so beautiful. And then I just presented to them, and they also had their own suggestions. And then we decided on which pieces we really want to do. And then from there, we gathered for a dinner. That's what we usually do in Adderall, especially with these guys, when we have to talk about operational stuff or artistic matters. <laughs> After we've selected the music and decided on the sequence of pieces, we went over each of the lines of the pieces that we wanted. And one of them is this line by Friedrich Rieckert, a German poet, from his poem Traumlicht, which read, Dir schließ ich gern die Augen. For light, I close my eyes. And there you have it. I would like to know where Ryan got the original theme of a world so cruel yet so beautiful. When we were kind of thinking about the theme for the concert, Sir Chris sent me a video of a choral transcription of a symphony work. One of the comments said, it's like it encapsulates living in a world that is so cruel, but still so beautiful. So we are appreciating the world as we see it, but at the same time struggling with all the cruelty or everything that's happening, going on in the world right now. Now, uh, how did you get from that to the current theme, the struggles and joys, etc., etc.? The idea of painting a world that is quite cruel is something that we wanted to open the concert with. It's really possible, although I am already theorizing here, that uh, we're still emerging from the pandemic where we really saw a lot of the struggles where we were alerted and awakened to a lot of pain and grief and sorrow and loss that is still at the back of our minds. And it's very possible that that played a role into what we wanted to first and foremost talk about. And that statement for light, I close my eyes, also carries with it that aspirational quality where we surrender and trust that no matter the hardships and difficulties that we experience, we as humans always and unrelentingly hope for the light. Logically, that's what we wanted to showcase. We want somehow the program to reflect that arc that is inhabiting in that statement. And thus, the concert is structured into two acts where the second act is where we really experience 
music that bathes us in light. Tell us about the music you'll be performing. It's interesting because we are going to open the concert with Bob Shilcott's Five Ways to Kill a Man, which is quite shocking, not just in title, but in its tone, because the music is really satirical, where you have texts like A Plague of Rats, yet it is really written in a very jazzy and almost nonchalant popular kind of style, which heightens that sense of it being a tongue-in-cheek kind of humor. It has that shock value to it because there is really no denying that we do that very well as human beings, which is to tear each other down. And Shilkop tries to portray that text, which is written by Edwin Brock, by the way, that throughout human history, that has been evident that we've done a great job really killing each other, whether it's through the world wars, the medieval wars, and even through the reference to the crucifixion of Christ. That first piece influences the succeeding lineup of pieces where we go further into this violent path that man has taken on. The Shilkot, this text in it that the poet almost describes the acts of violence in a diminutive manner, like he says, oh, it's just a little bit of this. It's a bit of a trouble to, to do this or to do that. Like really diminishing the cruelty of humanity in a satirical manner. And Shilkot uh, also portrays that in the music, in the use of yeah, very jazz elements, lush chords, beautiful chords, interesting time signatures, but also quite violent and at the very end, it's the most beautiful lyric jazz line, but also the most uncaring, like the best way to kill someone is this. I think it's very powerful. When we started talking about this music and we first started doing it, I completely underestimated it. The difficulty, the meaning of the music, it, it was meh for me. But having worked on it for these past few months, I think it's very powerful. You know, even if we already crafted this program, there are still a lot of questions right, in right. the process itself. But now I am at a closer point of clarity, I suppose. And we really start only going towards that light when we sing Mahler's piece, which is when we actually hear for the first time the word light. There's a passage there which states, Wird mir ein Lichtlein geben? Give us a glimmer of light. It's not light that is already in full splendor. In fact, the German word that is used is Lichtlein, which is a diminution of the word Licht. It's very, very small. There's a desperation, even anger, in that sentiment. Because in the context of the program, we are really coming from that misery. So it is during that final piece of the first act that we really start going there.
Aleron, in a setting of Psalm 121. We return to our interview with Christopher Arceo, Carl San Jose, and Ryan Arcolas. The second act, I'm going to go right into what we think is the centerpiece of the second act. What is it for you? I'm really curious to ask Carl and Ryan, what for you is the centerpiece of the second act? For me, I guess it's a sandstrom. I feel the same. Sandstrom, no? Yeah. And the sandstrom can be quite the most unusual, I suppose, mm-hmm. for so many things. Primarily, I think, because it has no text and the rhythms are repetitive and the energy is just unrelenting. And it's really uh, composed as a way to capture the sounds of gibbons. The title is The Singing Apes of Kaoyai. And it's really a fascinating world to go into when you hear that piece because it's almost like you hear a world in complete synergy. And in the middle of the piece, you also hear a lot of landscapes and beautiful scenery. And it's arguably the most beautiful part of the concert because you hear those chords that are very transparent. And at that point, we really see the sun in its full splendor already, unlike in the first part where you almost don't see it at any point at all. I feel that this piece, and in the context of how it is used in the program, seems to suggest that perhaps that's a good place for us to start, where we acknowledge that as true that we have proclivities to really tear each other down, there is also this primal need to need each other, to coexist. I guess coming from the first act to the second act, what's interesting about the music that we will be performing also is that we have accounts that talk about the aftermath of us being humans, making mistakes, and then us needing to stand on the decisions that we make. We should stand our ground because of the decisions that we make. That music is um, by Britain. And then the other one that is also one of the longest pieces that we will be singing is by Tormis, an account of Brother Henry, who is a missionary. And it talks about his mission work. Then there are two sides of that narrative. One from the Christian community. And then the other one is from the people that he wanted to do mission work with, which are pagans. It's one whole piece, but there is that juxtaposition of the same account, but in different types of storytelling. So it's very exciting. Wasn't Brother Henry the missionary to, was that Finland or Iceland? It was axed down. Finland, Finland. killed by an axe-bearing peasant. Yes, 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 exactly. And that text that you just said is part of the music that we're singing, the Mine Laura and Turmiehen comes from two different sources, of course, and uh, views are incredibly divergent. By the way, yes. Carl wrote a piece for this concert. Alaron's commissioned this piece for me, specifically for this concert. When we were talking about the music, there was already a good amount of representation for the darker side, the grim side, the violent side. And so I told them, I want to make something lighthearted and fun and modest. And then turned out a bit difficult and very serious. But still, I wanted it to be a celebration of life. And originally, I wanted it to be through modest daily life, like playing and stuff that children do every day that are normal and simple, but are beautiful because it's simple and it's daily life. 
And then from the words that come up, like I was looking at words like laro and takbo, lundag, I came upon the word lipad, which is deeply related to Aleron because as you know, Aleron's name is the winged one. I basically forsook the other words and then lipad became the, the main theme of the music. And I realized it's because I wanted it to be about Aleron. And that's what the music is about, flying towards the light. That's where we end the program. It's full of adversary because life isn't easy. There's a lot of failures and circumstances that may prevent you from reaching the light. But you persist anyways. The music is also unrelenting. The piano accompaniment is unrelenting. The voices are unrelenting and confident. And that's what I think of Aleron as well. We have been mentioning how difficult some of the music is, surprisingly so in some cases. What has it been like preparing and performing on this side of the pandemic? When we did Oremos last year, again, that was when the pandemic started easing. We realized a lot of things about our pre-pandemic setup that may no longer be applicable, either because of that or, I don't know, maybe the pandemic has this weird way of making one wiser. Particularly, I'm talking about our rehearsal schedule. Before we would see each other every Sunday, in a year there would be 48 Sundays. We would definitely increase frequency if we have tours or competitions or festivals that we have to participate in. But for last year's Oremos and this year's For Light I Close My Eyes, we decided to adapt a different setup, which is to just specify the number of rehearsals we think is necessary. And that's it. And in this case, we did, what, nine rehearsals plus a weekend of choral retreat, which is about just one-fourth of what we would do in a year. I suppose another component of that is the trust that I have with these people because they're just really incredible musicians. They are just really incredible, and a lot of them can really sight-read very well. And we feel that maybe this is a great way to push ourselves, to make ourselves even more efficient, knowing that there are only few rehearsals Apart from the fact that this is one of the most ambitious repertoire that we have undertaken, there's a term that Kevin said during the choral retreat. I think that is cognitive load. And that's really the challenge. How much cognitive load can we really digest and absorb? Because we definitely are committed to performing these pieces to the best of our possibilities. But with just three and four hour rehearsals, done nine times. So I think that's the most major and most significant shift that we've uh, taken on as an organization. Of course, has a lot of pressure, but everybody, I guess, I can speak for everybody that we came out as more efficient and better musicians. I am, of course, a music student, but I haven't had any experience like this. Coming from a project that will boost your musicality, musicianship even more. It's not something that's very normal in the Philippines, although we are a singing country. But, you know, I was just so happy and excited with how the singers responded that I felt like I became a better artist from this project. So it was a very exciting experience for me. Thank you, Ryan. Now we go to Carl. I left you last because Sir Chris will be handing the reins over to you. So for you, Carl, what was it like preparing for this concert? It was okay. It was easy. I mean, yeah, good for you. <laughs> I was enjoying the whole process. I just love being with these people. Uh, Sir Chris's assistant conductor, 
my role is usually to be ready to take his place if he's not available or if an emergency happens. And so there's a lot of preparing uh, in parallel to what Sir Chris is preparing. Like, I, I must be ready. So there's a lot of pressure. The truth is there's a lot of pressure. But I offset that pressure by enjoying, by really enjoying this specific moment. I love it when I hear the choir sound great. And sometimes I catch myself closing my eyes. In the past, Sir Chris would shout at me for this. But as I told him, <laughs> as I told him after, the reason why I close my eyes is because I, I just find myself marveling at the sound of the choir, the robustness of the life-giving power that, that these singers have. And sometimes I can't help myself. I allow myself these kinds of pleasures that Sometimes I lose track of what's happening. Like when sight reading, I sometimes make mistakes because I'm actually also listening very intently. Speaking of enjoying the sound of the choir, you have one of your own pieces being performed. What is it like performing and conducting a choir that is performing your music? I've been arranging pieces for Aleron since 2013, 2014. But this is different because this is an entirely new creative thing and I was also trying to really push some boundaries with the music and the sound capabilities of the choir. It was kind of nerve-wracking and I could really see some people doing a side-eye at me like what the, what is this? Well, I kind of expected that but I also expected that it will take some work because I myself am not entirely sure if how I wrote the music is truly representative of how I want it to sound. Like, I'm still learning how to do that. And Sir Chris has a bunch of notes in as well to tell me, like, maybe we can do like this or like that instead of it being written like this or that. And as a composer, it's also important for me to listen because that means I'm not able to communicate what I want clearly. And that needs work. And so I need to be able to listen to that critique. It's a huge learning experience, not just writing the music itself, but working with a choir as the music forms.
That was Aleron's recording of Richard Strauss's Träumlicht. Aleron presents For Light I Close My Eyes, a two-act exploration of the struggles and joys of love, loss, life, and death. Also part of the concert are pianist Clement Acevedo and stage designer Floy Quintos. Aleron's For Light I Close My Eyes happens July 30, Sunday, 7 p.m., at the Cultural Center of the Philippines, and August 5, Saturday, 7 p.m., at Arete, Ateneo de Manila University. For ticket and program information, visit Aleron Choir on Facebook or find the event at culturalcenter.gov.ph. Our guests were Aleron Music Director Baritone Christopher Arceo, Assistant Conductor Tenor Carl San Jose, and Countertenor Ryan Arcolas. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel, and thank you for listening.